0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of FaceTime Fridays. I'm your host, Ivan, and today I'm with... Arif. Hi. All right, and today's episode, we're going to talk about... All right, cool. So, Arif, this topic is quite serious, (laughs) I guess. Heavy, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, why don't we start off, like, defining what is racism?
1: Like, what do you think racism means? Um... I guess like in, in simple terms, uh, um, racism is just discrimination based on a person's ethnicity, skin color, uh, um, yeah, mostly ethnicity background or something like that, yeah. So like, I mean, like, uh, well,
0: know, because we're both like, we're both students in Germany, like, we both study in Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever like faced
1: discrimination or have you ever faced like some sort of racist attack before? like? Racism text. Okay, honestly, um, I have. I have in castle where we were studying uh, German at IFS. Yeah. But it wasn't from the Germans. <laughs> it was like from the Turks or the Arab. I wasn't, I'm not sure. I can't really say okay, who it was, yeah. but it was definitely not German. And um, I think like um, amongst Malaysians or so, I would look relatively Chinese. And hmm. as I like cycle past some kids and some people some guys, like mature guys with full beards walking around and all that, they'll be like, Oh small eyes and all that. Yeah. No,
0: like like they actually did like the small eyes thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: They they literally bring the the ears like, up and be like like that. It's so yeah. like they
0: they go to you and they just go like
1: Yes, correct. Wow, yeah. Wow man. Okay. And even in fact in fact some um like when I was in like Munich, um there's this Arab guy that came up to me and he was like, ching chong, ching chong. And I I mean, I'm not Chinese, so I know I shouldn't be offended, but at the same time, like, okay, that's pretty racist, bro. You didn't come up to some mm-hmm. random person and say that, right? Okay. Yeah, I would say, like, racism starts at home. Um, okay. At least, like, for example, like in Malaysia or, like, um, when I see some, when I read some articles in the US or something, for example, um, where their parents, they, they grew up in a, uh, environment where uh, the people they look up to or mm. like the close siblings that they spend most of the time with, um, you know, start berating another person or um a different race, but like specifically based on their race. For example, right. like um, I think we find this like quite common in Malaysia. Um okay, like, like you can say in, in 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 Malay, um let's say you are driving, like you have a, this guy cuts in front of you mm. and um and sometimes, for example, uh, I had a friend. He he straight up just had a moment of road rage, and he just looked at the driver and said, "Oh, ni China babi ni drive." Yeah, I, right. I, I don't see the reason why you have to call just out the just... person's race. Uh, you can just say, "Oh, ni ke orang ni ke. Right. I mean, like, but it's always it's, China ni, exactly like it's, like, yeah.
0: like it's not justifiable to just aut- automatically assume that this person who just committed something. Like the, the, the swerving or whatever they, the road, mm. you know, the violation, the road violations that you can't just assume that someone's like that. Because, like, I mean, there's also multiple cases of people like of mm. other races doing the same thing as well. And like, and, yeah, I mean, it's like, do, do you think also like maybe the media has the, like a role to play in like promoting racist stereotypes?
1: Um, I guess so, yeah. At least like the biggest example right now would be uh, in the US, I guess. Where, um, you know, do you know what happened at at Kenosha? With that uh, 17-year-old guy, and I think his name was Kevin, walked up to, like, the BLM protest and, like, start shooting up. And it's like, 17-year-old white guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Yeah, and he he killed, like, two or three guys, I forgot. And Mida's, like, painting him as uh, either... um, as a troubled youth or, um, like, a patriot coming to protect... Uh, the town and all that. Like I, I literally read that coming out on on media sites from like I don't know if Fox as well, but I know Fox is not really credible. And fake news, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah, but but they paint a picture of him, that that white boy, seventeen year old, as rather than a terrorist, which he is. Um, even though he's seventeen and underage to be trialed for, uh, I mean, for a full offense. He's still basically a terrorist. He came to a different town, shot up a bunch of guys, killed some people. Police didn't even catch him. There was a video, uh, there was a video where um, uh, the police vehicles were armored cars were driving through a neighborhood and people were literally shouting at the police cars. He has a gun, he killed people and the police did not stop. Uh, and in fact, well, he walked up to those police with his rifle And even though the police told him not to come closer, he still went ahead and came closer and and he brought his rifle and he did not get shot. Uh, He was lauded as a patriot in in the media. And also now he's being lauded as a troubled youth. If you read even headlines from uh, American media, at least when it's a black man uh, or a kid is like presumed terrorist, presumed gangster or they add in like, oh, in 2012 we had a marijuana offense or something and that was like years back hmm. but they don't do that for uh, like white people right they don't bring back those like old the old offenses or like we see they're yeah. trying to paint they're
0: trying to paint the negative picture of people basically
1: yeah yeah and in this I case where yeah. um, is the black community where um, i think that said that has the world's limelight right now
0: Mm. like it just shows how much words have like such a it carries such a powerful tone or like it describes things in such a powerful way that it could also be used in a negative kind of way right and i think it's like mm-hmm. it's the media it's the media's responsibility to to use their word use their platform wisely and to use the the captions and to make make their headlines as accurate as possible and i mean mm-hmm. unfortunately the media's they they try to you know Get the story out of Make it,
1: the, you know? The, the, yeah, the shock factor. I understand that like the, the purpose of a headline is to grab attention, but mm. the f- especially headlines. headlines, um, I see the same issue as well in Malaysia. I, I can't really name them, but I I, I do remember like uh, reading a couple headlines in this year. Some of them just, uh, were terrible headlines, not gonna lie. After you read the article, it was a whole different picture. But anyways, back to headlines. Um, yeah, I, I understand that it's meant for the shock factor to gain attraction. Uh, get people's attention but they can't be like false they can't be so misleading you know especially when it comes to issues uh, um, like race i mean it doesn't apply to just race but things the topic right now mm-hmm. i
0: mean this you know you know like you hear it in the news right now i mean it's not really recent news but i think it was like last mm-hmm. month you know about the the vernacular schools uh,
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: so like you know, because like exactly, I, I don't I'm not from a Malaysian school system, so I don't really know much about it. Uh-huh. But like you know, like there's like a lot of controversy about like should we have um, should we have like Very a, a uh-huh. like should we have a national school or should we just have like one school where everybody goes to and like what about the the Malay rights? You know, like about the you know like the, mm-hmm. the UM right. rights, yeah, so. bumiputra rights, like, the UM like should, should that be abolished or should that be continued? You know, like I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know much about history, but, like I'm reading more about it. You know, I'm more okay. about the about so what's your what's your take on it?
1: For me, my opinion on that is, is honestly very outdated. It doesn't serve mm. to exist in our age and society. Uh, okay, let's, let's start the vernacular school. This is something yeah. I, I understand back then, um, like communities used to be a bit more, you know, Chinese to Chinese, Malays to Malays, Indian and Indians, because you know, you, you foster a sense of community with people or similar to you, yeah, right, exactly. Right, it was like uh, but similarities. There, there were, of course, similar uh, situations where you know there was a mix of communities and all that, and they all went to uh, there's a bunch of, of uh, uh, I wouldn't say that small, but stories about that, yeah. Mm. Um, often our know, cultures living together, but on the whole side of things, I would say like malay stuck with Malay, Chinese stuck with Chinese, Indian stuck with Indian, and then the what's it called, the natives, they start with each other um hence sort of like i understand like uh sort of need for vernacular schools back then i would say need because back then you wanted your kids obviously to be in the best education possible to get the best treatment possible not to be um you know treated like um sorry not treated but like uh, not be, not to be given good enough education just because of the race so, right. hence splitting them up to ensure that their kids get it. Thing is, um, right now that I would say that shouldn't exist, because uh, you know, South of Malaysia, we're all interconnected now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we it we have much unite like, no like, together. Exactly, but but I do understand why, like um, a lot of people will be against that. Because um, I would say <laughs> I was like a bangsa. And from my observations, I have, like I said, I went to a private school before this. Mm. And um, so I can't really say I went through the, the government school. But from my observations and from my friends' anecdotes and all that, it's... Um, our government school needs a, a big revamp. There has been... Um, I mean, like, you know, the group Dongzong and, and this is uh, people would say like uh, they're very pro mainland China in Malaysia. Mm, yeah, uh, I've heard, I've
0: heard um, about,
1: yeah, I've heard about them. Uh, one, one issue that they one point they brought up that I was uh, pretty interested in was um, during the whole uh, Jawi thingy being taught. Mm-hmm. Um, they were arguing against Islamization of um, the education and our populace in general mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that brought me back, like, a few, like, I remembered, um, like, a bunch of teachers used to share me, like, the timetables from government school. They showed me. There was so much agama in your class. I, I, okay, as a Muslim, obviously, agama class is very good lah. Right, exactly. But this is a school for the whole nation, not just Muslims. This is a government school. Why is, that, why is agama class almost as much as your science, English Sumarto? We shouldn't be focusing on that, you know. But, this is but, not Scholar Gamma.
0: But isn't like nowadays, like, they have, like, a separate, like, once, like, what, like, half of the day, they go to Skola Kebangzaan, and then the, the other half of the day, they go to Skola like, Agama. Yeah, right? that,
1: that has always been around, but, but with, um, when Dongzong, when Dongzong brought up the whole, it's uh, called Islamization issue, and I revisited some of the older timetables, I'm not, I can't say about current timetables, but I noticed, like, there was so much, like, you already have Skola Gama and yet you still have all these Islamic Kunjin classes in in, in uh, government school, your normal Skola Harian. So obviously, um, I would understand why which I'm parents from vernacular schools and all that would not want to send the children because yeah. they waste so much time, like, especially in China Chinese, or um, the non-Muslims in general, not just Chinese, uh, non-Muslims in general, they're not Muslims, but they don't have, like, a much, uh, what's it called? they don't focus on their class because, like, um, you know when uh, what's it called? Muslim students go for their uh, Agama classes and non Muslim students will have their um, like moral classes like that, moral studies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they want the kids to focus on STEM subjects, arts, right. languages, like, yeah. Subjects that will actually help you like,
0: yeah, evolve subjects. Your career, exactly. Actually
1: exactly, yeah. They so, don't like, want all this religion moral thing. They just want they want the kids to learn. <laughs> yeah, to me I was maybe like um like, the way my school did it was, like, a week, we have two hours of gamma class. then means two hours in a whole agama class. The other Namasun students had their moral studies where they did a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. They did, like, discussing community and stuff. All that. Like, that one is, that is actually a pretty good thing. But you can't have the same amount, the same amount of time you spend on doing that. Is also the same amount of time you do for for sciences. You need more, like not sorry, not sciences, but like subjects you actually need for for your career in the future, right. and all that as you grow. Yeah, so like obviously you need those subjects that are actually more important than than this. You know,
0: <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah. and I mean, and since we're on the topic of like vernacular schools, should that also mean like no pondo like Islamic schools? Should they also be banned, or should they also be like you know not be allowed to run or or should
1: you just be like, no, in the no, no. and what can, and what about international schools? Like, should international schools also be included in this kind of way? Because, like, okay, if it, um, it's, yeah, start, starting with uh, scholar fondo thingy, okay. Um, like toughest scholar fondo and all, I would say not banned, but they need to be heavily regulated. There are okay, so yeah, many, that's, that's that's yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there there are so many cases where like um, they're unlicensed, they don't like even have uh, approval to even run those. At the same time, um, those regulations need to include minimum subjects, at least like maths, science, language. Like the core, least, subjects, yeah. like the yeah. core subjects. At yeah. least the core, yeah. Everything else is not so important, but is all three sciences at least, and do it like um until SPM at least, like the level lah. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, one, one case I had was um when I was in college, um I was asked to teach English to a bunch of form five students who are sitting SPM in like uh, two weeks or so at the time. Right. Problem was they did not speak a single word of English because they came from a school at face and they did not learn at all. While they were there, they not. They barely learned maths. They barely learned sciences. They barely ever learned English, and they want to take the SPM, which I applaud them uh, for doing so. But mm-hmm. that that shows that a big hard. problem. Why? Yeah. yeah, like that shows a big problem. Why the hell is that school not teaching what's actually important? Yes, religion is important, but you need these things as a minimum nowadays. Right. We need we we ha- we need more educated. Uh, it's called, populace. We are not in the time where, um, you know, back then in the past where religion is literally everything in life. And people would say like, kings are chosen by God and all that nonsense. Mm. Yeah. We're not, we're not in those times, we're in the modern times where to work, to live, you need a minimal amount of education. But why is it when I was in college, I was asked to teach a bunch of form five kids who did not speak a single word of English, maths and science were terrible, and they were taken at SPM from a school like it's called atafis and they did not bother to teach those those core important subjects
0: yeah and i think i think i think those i think that's that's lies the fault with the deregulation and all that and how like i yeah. feel like we, mm-hmm. the ministry of education like it needs a total revamp And it, i mean you can see the instability of our policies and like once there was that one time where um English was well, like I mean, uh, English was be taught like for the math yeah, science yeah. Was supposed to be English it's and then suddenly we changed to Bahasa Layu and then like mm-hmm. like it just shows like how much like, it, it, like we need like a, a legit like a solid system mm-hmm. where like okay
1: this is it, you know, follow this and that and that and uh, Let me just you know. re-summarize what I was saying, but yes now we were talking about vernacular schools uh, and mm-hmm. how um, you know how racism is coming from lack of inclusivity and um Right, um, between right. our cultures in, in Malaysia and how we need to spend more time against each other, but with uh, vernacular schools being uh, sort of, often, um, what we say, an obstacle. And my point was that scholar um, Haryan, our daily schools, government schools are being a bit more Islamic, hence the reluctance of uh, other non-Muslim uh, people, which is tends to be the other cultures aside from the Malays, uh, really, uh, being a bit more reluctant to join the, the government schools uh, aside from the like quality education <laughs> but it's a whole different topic. Right. And uh, tying it back, tying back to uh, minist- uh, how our government handles education in Malaysia, right? So my point was saying that um, I mean, with a change in government in Malaysia recently we're from PH and subsequently to PN um, I would say like we are, we will be making relatively more progress uh, in regards to at least education because ministers nobody can be replaced now so they will actually start doing their work <laughs> and that hopefully may lead in the future um, a solution of sorts uh, maybe in regards to vernacular schools or um, our national schools, the government, uh, Skolaharian and all that Will promote other cultures that are from the non-Muslim side of things to be uh, participating in the Scholar harian, daily schools, government schools, and um, that will help to combat racism in um, by keeping our communities all tied together a uh, bit more happy happy i guess <laughs> instead of being so separate of course like it's it's very
0: controversial this topic you know like vernacular schools and some
1: people feel like they
0: need that school because like, some people need vernacular schools because they feel that it, it keeps their culture you know like the chinese culture you know, like, just the want... culture
1: also gets a better exactly. education all that yeah
0: exactly so like and they feel that um you know like if if they don't have this kind of schools uh they, they can lose their own way of life, which I understand, which I, I totally respect because, like, you know, their own culture way of life and their own culture is it's important to them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, that, that, kind of, that comes to that question of, like, you know, because of this racial segregation and, and further, you know, stoked by these racial um, sentiments or like these stereotypes that people, that people make that kind of mm-hmm. creates that a larger gap between each other and then, yeah, that creates the that, disharmony that this, this amongst each other. Which I feel like it's, it's it's a shame, and I think like and I'm I'm but I'm really hopeful for the new generation because you know, I feel like the new generation we're now more open, we're now more understanding, we're now we you know we know a lot
1: more, we're more educated, and yeah. But even then, um, although yes, we're sort of making progress in the new generation. Um, I guess the one thing I will focus on personally, if I let's say if I were the minister of education, I guess mm. the one thing I will focus on is like I said inclusivity because. Um, if you grow up being just it's the same thing as like flying overseas learning in, in a whole new different environment if you stay in just the same environment you won't really grow you know so right. the bad the bad things um what's it the, the, the disadvantage of vernacular schools i would say is that you kind of put your children um our future generation i guess yeah and people just into um a, an environment that doesn't change that doesn't share I guess it with more people um hence like um for me, like my focus would be would be inclusivity, where I get right. everyone from our different ethnicities and our cultures into the same place, so they grow up together, they learn together, they eat, learn, fight against each other also, but they mm. spend time and see each other, not just being in different schools, you know um seeing this all the same sort of uh, behaviors and cultures, because obviously I, I wouldn't say that there are like none, uh, there are no, let's say Malays or Indians or uh, other pre in uh, vernacular schools, there are, but they yeah, will they follow are. the majority, the majority culture, you know? Yeah, so like my focus would just be on inclusivity, get everyone in the same place, learn together, fight together, eat together, learn together, yeah, play together, and over time it will uh we become more tolerant of each other less racist (laughs) that's for sure so like i mean like i guess we
0: can see like it's kind of like i mean because we're both from international schools per per se Mm because you know we're both i mean like in that kind of system where like you know everybody is like we all united under one system you know like we're a lot like there's no difference between each other like we all mingle Mm -hmm. people from different cultures different races and and, then in that sense we are yeah um you know we can't we, we tend yeah, to more like, adapt we, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we're adaptable we can we can we know we can respect each other better i get i'm not saying it's better but i'm more i think it's more like we're exposed to that kind of different people
1: yes we are because so when we we we're exposed like exactly yeah. exactly
0: when we're exposed like so we know that like, okay well, this is not only the people that's like this is not this is not only us there's other people around the world that are out mm-hmm. there and then and yeah different people have different antics and you know, they have different ways of beh- you know, behaving mm-hmm. differently and i feel like yeah i feel like it does make sense that, to, to include everybody and everything, but it, it comes to the, again, to the question of like, I mean, if, if you don't mind, really uh, talk, talk about this, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. you know, like the, the boomy rights, you know, like, that's also like very, yeah. very controversial. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, like, I, I understand like back then they included to like, uh, you know, to like, to try and even out the this the, 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 the disadvantage and advantage people. But like nowadays when people, like, people have been having these opportunities for such a long time, like, do you think it's like, because, you know, like, when when we say like, okay, the Chinese schools or in the vernacular schools, or sorry, they have in the vernacular schools have to be like, uh, or like, should we shut down and we should just all make one school and then people just, and then they just say like, oh, what about the boomy rights? You know, like, then they say like, so, because if we're really fighting for equality, then mm-hmm. there should be like, nobody should have advantage of each other. And then, you know, mm-hmm. so like, what does boomy
1: rights come into play? Like, should that also be cut yeah. out? Okay, right. So vernacular schools aside, um, regarding Boomi rights, so obviously there's a lot of aspects to it, such as properties, uh, companies, and all. But talking about education side, uh, UITM, yeah, I think yeah. it, was the, it, was the, it was the only Boomi one, so is UITM, and there's only like a 10% quota or something. Uh, don't quote me on this, I'm not quite sure, but there's a quota mm. for non Boomi, which is very little uh, compared to Boomi, of course. Um, exactly what you said. Back then, I would understand that, uh, you know, the, the, the I guess the boomies were the less were the underprivileged ones, um, needing more education, needing help to get the education, hence the subsidized fees and all. Mm. Uh, and why it was only focused on boomies back then. However, nowadays, that is obviously not the case. And I would find yeah. it very super unfair that our top unis, UITM and all that, uh, which you may agree as well, yeah, that. One of the be- some of the best in, in Malaysia um, are not open to many non boomies although their taxes that they pay subsidize state uni, mm. and um, there there isn't that uh, that case. We would like you wouldn't say now that UITM serves to help underprivileged people exclusively. Back then, like as in um, like the you know the fees are really low. I think it's like only like. Hundreds to thousand, like below five thousand, are Very very cheap, la, yeah, very cheap, Yeah, very cheap. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Accessible, Super accessible cheap. for everybody. It,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that yeah, that is subsidized to help the poorer people. I wouldn't say that is a case nowadays where um everyone that there's a lot of people that still go to ATM and they're still you know dollar dollar bills. <laughs> you know, like from money. Yeah, you know. So I would say it's very unfair that the non-bumis don't get to go to bumi-only universities and education, especially when in Malaysia, they are the good ones, like good, actual good unis
0: right but then, but then but then again the counter argument for that is like this they, then they'll say like why not you go to the other universities you no know, why not go to this university what because like the, the, the the counter argument for that is because especially this is one case back then i'm not sure exactly when it's in 2010s i think or 2000s where the, mm-hmm. the um i think the um students they held a rally that says like they don't yeah. want non-boomies to come into the into university and then and then you know there's like a lot of you know people here and there, and they're saying, okay, you know, wh- why why can't we go in? And they say, Oh, why can't you go to other universities? So, like, so like how yeah, how how would you address that? Like, you know, like the, how how would you address people saying that why can't they go to other universities that are also really good? Like, because they say like, okay, it's only one university that has these limitations. So there's other also other universities that you can also go to.
1: My counterpoint to that is it's totally unfair because the other universities, so they say You have, okay, let's say from a non-Boomy perspective, uh, Mm. they mostly end up going to Sunway, Taylor's, nothing. maybe, Help, uh, basically all the private unis. That's where most of them end up going to. Mm. Yeah? And um, would you say that is fair? Because uh, just because they they didn't fit the quota to go to um, good unis, subsidized unis, public unis like UITM, UM, You, If I'm not mistaken, they do accept like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they have a quota on it, but I know they accept like many, many people. uh. But basically public units in general, the quotas, yeah. Would you say that it's fair? Like um, all uh, these non-boomies have to pay much higher fees. And while the boomies, who are supposed to be the underprivileged ones and get uh, subsidized help uh, with their courses, be forced to pay much higher fees than uh, these people, than the boomies. Exactly, it's just, I, I feel like,
0: I, yeah, I would like say it's, it's not, not fair, it's not, exactly, it's not fair. Yeah. I feel like, back then, I guess the majority of the Malay population and Indian, Indian population, I guess, as well, uh, they were like, they underprivileged, and you know, like they were they didn't have mm-hmm. that much. But I feel like nowadays, I feel like there's already an equal amount of like people, there's like, pe- there are yeah. poor people from Malaysians, yeah. there are poor people from the Chinese, from the Bhumis, and from the Aswar Aslis, they're from the Indians, there's, but then there's also equal amounts of people who are already wealthy. So I just feel like it makes more sense that they just introduce like, exactly this, this university should actually just be given to people who actually need it yeah it's from people basically who actually obsolete yeah. exactly so I feel like of course, it's like the laws and
1: everything. I mean, we're not, I mean, we're not lawyers, so we're not
0: exactly. We don't know yeah, exactly know. Yeah, there's this
1: also kind of stuff, one so. thing one aspect is um, we come with an opinion from an outsider perspective. Exactly, right, true. So, you know? That is true. Yeah. That is true.
0: Because we're, like, like, we're, claim not, we're not we're not we're not like, disclaimer yeah. exactly.
1: I mean, <laughs> we're, we're
0: both not we're not we're not we're both not from like public institutions. I mean, we we didn't grow up in. Yeah, we um, we don't have research on this as well. True,
1: true. This is just a
0: personal perspective. Exactly. I think I think exactly just for the just for the viewers out there, I guess to just again disclaimer that this is purely just our it's just a pure discussion and purely a place where we can just like mm-hmm. exchange ideas and you know like talk about stuff that which yeah. i feel like it's not talked about a lot in malaysia i feel like yeah. a lot of people don't talk that much in malaysia and not being covered yeah. a lot and i think it's just important to get you know, some some perspectives and i feel like i might do another episode like maybe get somebody's who's mm-hmm. also like maybe get somebody who's from, from there yeah yeah who, from, who has from their the public institution exactly and i think i think maybe be one, one who supports and not support it yeah. So exactly yeah. yeah i think because i think exactly it's i think it's just we just try, try to need to get the conversation rolling, you know, like, so let people mm-hmm. know the different perspectives, the different ideas and why they believe so. And exactly for us, we're both outsiders. We, this is just our, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is our view our point opinion, of view. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, feel free to comment down below. What you guys think about it? Cause you know, like, cause we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just here to learn, you know, <laughs> just comment down below. Cause yeah. we're here just to learn about more stuff. We're just here to, um, uh, yeah, just to know our fellow, our fellow Malaysians, you know, and just, comment on something mm-hmm. that we we think that uh that, that should be talked about with the among other people i guess just to to end yeah. this kind of uh this episode i mean like what kind of advice would you kind of give to like people like just to combat racism in general like, wherever they go because we see racism all around the world so what kind of tips uh-huh. you guys might give like, inst- aside from like you know social media and awareness and raising awareness of like, what other things that they could do to like you know to combat racism i guess in general
1: okay i guess um uh, that's two different aspects to it. One is um, community-wise, and one is personal-wise. I would say, personally, obviously, you know the drill. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Meaning, if you're not sure, feel free to ask. Right. As long as you ask politely and um, not like uh, rudely or uh, inhumanly, however <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah, it's it's fine. People will explain to you if they're fine being called that. If they're fine. Mm. Uh, being described that way and all that because i know i know like uh, you can have a sort of australian sense of humor where you insult everything <laughs> some people have that yeah they don't mind you insulting them they insult you yeah that's sort of australian humor i guess um but still you know what on a personal side if you're unsure ask try your best not to be racist learn from people if yeah like i said as, as i'll just repeat it again if you're unsure ask exactly so generally yeah. educate yourself like first try like mm-hmm education yeah. like what what is
0: risk, like you like if you feel that i think in general i think in general i feel like if you feel that that if you just pretend that that statement is being given to toward like directly towards you and you feel uncomfortable yeah. like i mean i feel like that's generally like um that's generally like, like tell I, I, yeah, I, yeah tell that it's, like, it's 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 not good like if you feel like you yeah, know maybe, you know that's you not don't good want to say it. <laughs>
1: exactly like if, if that if so a phrase cares, before you say exactly. certain things especially regarding the race and color and all yeah
0: and also, um,
1: okay, next one on, on a community basis, if you know that it's not cool, if you personally feel that's not cool, speak up. <clears throat> if you see people doing it to another person and you feel that's not cool, maybe ask the person if you're still unsure, but speak up. As usual, do it uh, politely, don't be rude. Uh, and don't, I guess, for example, in an argument, like I said, where um, I saw an argument in KLCC about racism included, um don't escalate it just be polite right. <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I think at
0: the very best just say like hey don't do this and the escalate situation you know separate them you know like
1: just uh-huh uh uh-huh. um, detangle the whole but, thing but of course of course don't don't pull uh what a, a lot of people have been doing where um hey you shouldn't be doing this but then um but because it's offensive to these cultures to this to so and so and then so and so says, "No, I'm actually fine with it." And then that person goes and say, "No, no, no, you're not fine with this. Don't be that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, just, don't just, Yeah. Just call it out,
0: and then you know, yeah. like,
1: and just support,
0: like the I guess support the person who was you know abused. Yeah. If the person says they're fine ask them if they're okay. Yeah. Like ask them if they're okay, and then separate okay. themselves from the abuser, and exactly it's just de-escalate the whole situation. I feel like yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we've come to the end of our episode. Thank you, Ari, for being on my show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah Thank you, man. <laughs> so, uh, so guys, please don't forget to like that, like, like, like the video. Uh, comment down for any of any comments you yeah, guys have yeah, on this whatever, episode. I'll, I'll Absolutely. Finish. So yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, like, subscribe, and everything, and I'll see you mm-hmm. in the next episode. Bye. Uh-huh.